Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour Podcast. Yes, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 213. Thank you for joining us tonight. How you doing, Brian? It's been so long. I know. It's it's totally not just been a couple days since we've talked, Jim. Struggling to find topics. <laughs> I think we got some good ones coming for us, but... uh but Chambers, I know a lot hasn't changed for us, but um, what's up with that goddamn shirt? What? What? My Zwig shirt? Right. It's Pride Month, so I have my favorite Pride Boy on me. All right? Got to represent. You know how the Proud Boys are all about not beating off? Well, Zwig's basically the complete tonal opposite of that. It just seems right. <sighs> Bye-bye monetization for this episode. Love you, Zwig. <laughs> God damn it, Jim. So, uh, Jambers, we uh, we did release late, um, only a couple days late, but we did release our episode late, so we're actually recording on the same day we released the last episode. So, thank you to everyone who has watched, hope you guys did enjoy it, and we did mention there's a few do-outs we have, but before we get to that, Jambers, what are you drinking for tonight? Have you dipped your toes back into IPAs, or are you still going strong Nope. It's my grand return to IPAs, Brian. Okay. From the Wicked Weed Brewing Company. This is their... Uh, I get, what? <laughs> uh, the Pernicious India Pale Ale. So, or their Perny, as they have it on the glass. So, it, it took okay. me a little second. It's all offset. It's confusing. And then they just made up a word at the bottom. It's probably a real word, but I'm not that smart. But... <coughs> Ah, Pernicious. This hop delivery vehicle is crafted to be enjoyed fresh and often. Hand-selected New Zealand, Australian, and American hops set this beer apart from all others. Its drinkability and clean finish will lead you to the to never look at IPAs the same way again. Lofty expectations here, Brian. Hmm. So say percentage. I'm looking at ooh, twelve point three percent. Coming to us from it. It's just an IPA. Just a regular IPA. Yep, coming to us from Asheville, North Carolina. I've never heard of a regular non-double or triple. Yep, just... That's really weird. Just called an IPA. Okay. Doesn't say anything else. Whew, I bet that is a, uh, a extremely hoppy boy, then. It is the silver medal recipient of the American-style India Pale Ale 2015 Great American Beer Festival. Fun fact. So it's... So what you mean is it didn't get gold. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Much like me and Tedges 99, it did not win the big prize. Uh, but actually, it's like not overly hoppy. Like, I mean, it's definitely 12%. hoppy. It's an IPA. But it's not like, you know, astringently, like overly nothing but pine and shit like that. Is it boozy? A little bit. But it, like, it doesn't taste boozy. But like the after effect and like the back of the throat and the stomach, you definitely feel the booze. Mm. So is this your first IPA since no IPA May? Yeah. Ooh, you're gonna feel it tomorrow. Yeah. Every time I we take these breaks, my first IPA, it they hit a little harder. The next day, even if you're not drunk, you feel a little bit more. It's extra hard, huh? Well, luckily we're recording yeah. a little early tonight, so maybe I can chuck <laughs> some water in the meantime. Stop being a bitch. Well, <laughs> that's asking a lot for me, Brian. Jim, where's your Bud Light? <laughs> Had some over the weekend. Delicious. <laughs> I know you did. 
<laughs> but you say that about all your beers, Jim. So, eh, Zenkoff. No man who has to enjoy his purchases, Brian. Well, I, uh, I'm go. I'm actually still non-IPA, uh, not for any reason other than I really wanted to just drink this. I got the Trogues Jovial, which is the their Belgian style double ale. Comes in at seven percent, only thirteen IBUs. So you know this is a super smooth boy. Oh wow! And uh, originally brewed for Chris's wedding, we decided Jovial was just too good a union of dark stone fruit character and evocative notes of toffee, chocolate, and molasses to make only once. You may kiss the beer. So, kind of cool. I've actually heard of that a lot. Um, a few buddies of mine. Who the fuck's who, Chris? Well, that's the question. That's one question, but I know that is a thing, because a few buddies of mine who brew beer get asked to do a custom beer for weddings. Apparently, that's a thing in brewer circle. Mm. Um Kind of cool, though, it turned into it. Have you ever had their Jovial before? No, I don't think so. So it's really good, just like any Double. It's dark, a lot of caramel, a lot of sugar, has that super dark fruit flavor. Um, and it's like, it's weird. It's thin, but leaves a thick mouthfeel. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does make so, sense. Because yeah, it, so it wouldn't it make sense if I haven't drunk stuff like that before. Yeah. So it's uh, really, really flavorful, but it's not one you're going to really have more than one. Two would be tops because it just, I think it does sit a little heavy. Um, and it leaves that really sugary, like, coating in your mouth and on your lips. Oh, so yeah. So stop, stop going after your nuts. <laughs> Sorry about the clapping, everybody. <laughs> no, I didn't hear it. I just saw you doing it. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> well, Brian, I mean, funny enough, this might be the final podcast from this setup for me. So, um, yeah. yeah, might be the last time I'm killing bugs on screen. Maybe. Unless, Maybe. God forbid, I, <laughs> I move somewhere <laughs> that's worse. Maybe you'll fuck yourself. <laughs> Who knows? Happen regardless. Jim, I think when you do get set up in your new place, I think you have to purposely, like, wherever you set up, leave it unfinished just for a little bit to make it actually look worse. And be like, oh god, everything's everything's coming apart. Oh god, what have I done? <laughs> Mistakes have been made. <laughs> like put up a beer that you don't like flag behind you. Just like really, really, really deck it out, Jim. Actually, funny you mention that, because like as I'm going through like shelves and piles of just shit that I have, I, I have all these random like beer signs and like a light up sign that I completely forgot I had, and it's just been sitting there. What beer? I don't even remember. It's some random brand that, like, I don't know what it is. I could take a look real quick. So, speaking of those, you introduced me to that one random-ass antique shop. I still don't know the name. You know the one near me? Oh, what, like... Oh, the, uh, the one on Jacksonville? Yeah. Yeah, I forget the name of it. Yeah, I don't know the name, but every time I go in there, <clears throat> they still have this one... I think it's called sunshine beer sign but it has a gun on the front of it have you ever seen that there no i, I, I haven't been, I haven't been assuming, there in like two years so okay i'm assuming it's a replica gun but it's like an old style revolver um but it's on front of the sunshine i would get it like part of it's chipped off though but they're still asking like 100 bucks something yeah. like where i'm like i don't want it that bad I'm sure maybe they'd negotiate, but like I said, that store is the store that also had like these random ass like 
50-year-old beer cans with stuff in it. I was like, maybe we'll try. And pachinko and like, machines and all that shit. That adds yeah, a lot of everything in there. Yeah, got some so weird. And it's like, there's no order. Like, I don't know how, if you've gone to a lot of those type of stores. I know you've gone to more than me, but man, that has to be the most disorganized one I've ever been to. Yeah, and that one's been through a couple different owners, I think, too. So it always has a different setup every time I go. I go pretty infrequently though, but yeah, it really depends on the like the antique or thrift store. Like some do a pretty good job of spacing it out, and some are just like fuck it, shit everywhere. Yeah. Actually, oh, what a what a good, good little utility sign that is, Brian. Fashionable, and if you put a real gun in there, fucking bam, there you go. <laughs> I would. I mean, I would say a hundred bucks well spent, Brian. Do it. You know me. What can I say? Guy likes his beer and guts. <laughs> but Chambers. You may have already spilled the beans, and I know it's only been a couple days. I assume you haven't hit that win. <laughs> I haven't even played it since the last time we recorded. So. Okay. I have actually tried anything? to lo- I tried to log in last night, and it was down for maintenance. So I was like, shit. So I went back to a little Mario Odyssey, but besides that, I mean, and I was down to shore, too, so no real time for gaming with that. So yeah, I maybe game for like a half hour into three days since we've talked. Yeah. Yeah, I've... Uh... Oh, it's been a fun, fun times here too. So yeah, I from the three days we've talked, I really have not done shit. Got out the video, did house shit, did tons of other shit. So yeah, um, not much time for gaming. But I'm I'm really hoping this week it's gonna change because Daddy needs some gaming time. I, I'm just at that point where I'm like, I need a solid like just three four hour session that I haven't had in I don't know how long. But I need that. Right. Just lock the kids in the dog cage and have yourself some me time. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. Look, it's responsible. You know where they are. <laughs> you can put a bowl uh, of water in there. It's fine. Damn it. I'll give them the hamster thing. <laughs> oh, even better. See, now you're thinking. <laughs> so, yeah, I am I am hoping to get, get in some serious gaming this week. But, uh, Jambers, we, uh... It's been three days, but I know we still managed to get a couple questions from our patrons. So what do we have this week? Oh, yep. Patreon.com slash drink a beer, play a game where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. So first up, uh, it's actually a holdover from last week, late last week. So from Sandy N, the favorite drunk food, just like getting home at 2 a.m. What do you want to eat? Okay, so she specified drunk and not hungover, because that's a big difference. Big difference, yes. Ooh, okay. Drunk food. I mean, my go-to is the Wawa, two or three in the morning sandwich. I, I said for a while, I haven't done it, because I haven't done a good, like, go out around here and two in the morning style thing. Right, dry, dry drunk. <laughs> Jim, those days are behind me. It's quitter <laughs> talk, Brian. Ever, not that I ever did. Of course not course um you know mellow actually introduced me to this it was a meatball sub with uh american cheese and buffalo sauce in it oh yeah yep i know of you getting this all too well so goddamn good and i usually put hot peppers in that as well you would think that's like guaranteed gonna make you throw up it didn't um that with a big ass water probably a gatorade of some sort and uh, definitely some chips. Maybe some sour cream and cheddar chips mm. that time of night. That's usually the winning combo. Because honestly, when you're talking drunk food, you can't order pizza. You can't go out to most places. 
and even like Mickey D's and any fast food place is going to be closed. So you got to go with what's available. Makes sense. Right, you jammers. Uh, actually, I was going to say pizza because a seasoned drunk will order a shitload of pizza before even going out, knowing that there will be pizza waiting for them when you get home. But Jim, you just—I feel like you just always have pizza. <laughs> well, you don't keep this shape without a lot of pizza around, Brian. <laughs> but under underrated selection, good old cheap ass ramen. Super easy to make. You get like mm-hmm. three packets. Fucking make you just a big giant fucking bowl of it and just sit there and go to town. Just like four thousand percent of your sodium. God for the day. damn right. Because you're not dehydrated enough from drinking. No, you need that extra bit not. of soda. Uh, not soda. Of uh, fucking sh- or salt. Fuck. Can't talk. <laughs> IPAs are kicking that's all in. This, that's all the sodium. It's all the sodium. I got sodium brain. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just salty and delicious, and it will fill you up. Um, it, will, it will absorb some shit. That's for sure. And of course, for the drink, it's got to be water mixed with some liquid IV. That is the that is that is the lifeblood at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there is something to be said. Just like any time we've gone to conventions about just the downing like a half bag of chips or Doritos or something. We're we'll be Dan. We'll be Dan from Console Wars and have like three <laughs> carrots to wake up fine the next day. <laughs> have some celery. Have some carrots. Some broccoli. Ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, look at me. I'm so healthy. My liver isn't half dead, so it actually works. <laughs> it is the best. There's, You know what? He could be the poster child for vegans because... It's the only argument recovery, I've seen. His recovery is better than... I mean, he goes from literally falling down to up and ready the next day and presumably not throwing up, not feeling that bad i mean yeah a little groggy but he's he's right there yeah he he just drags for the first couple hours (laughs) yeah you just get him some tots and like a duncan what do you call it uh egg and cheese bagel and he's good to go yeah it's uh it's remarkable i guess just egg without the cheese or i forget i think it's just no eggs jim yeah you can't have (laughs) that's right maybe just i think it's no cheese either okay tots and bagel that's what he does i guess (laughs) Yeah, I was like, you just named two things that he can't. Have. <laughs> Meanwhile, you, you're just the whole thing. That is my sound. Um, is there any food though? The flip side of that question: Is there any food that you know if you end up having, it's almost a guarantee you're going to be puking it up? Um, not. I mean, you puke anyway. Yeah, I puke anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's a lost cause. Knowing that. Well, oh, here's a question for you. I, I don't no know, Brian. Animal, animal crackers, because that sure as fuck didn't work last time. <laughs> Dude, I, I think we talked about, but that your confidence and like, I know that I know what I need this time. Animal crackers. That'll soak up. Right, all it wasn't the confidence. Animal. It was an experiment. An experiment that failed miserably. That's fine. <laughs> oh, Jim. <laughs> I think at these conventions, you just need to give in, man. You know what? Just next time. Carrots and celery. You know what? It's worth a shot. How funny would that be if that's what you have? And like, you're like, I feel great. What the hell? Yeah. Maybe <laughs> Dan's been right this whole time. <laughs> Good question, Sandy. Yep. All right. Next up from Todd Howard sucks. Hurricane season has officially started. I lived through Hurricane Harvey, which was pretty crazy. What is the worst natural disaster y'all have lived through? 
Luckily, Philly is in this nice little, like, in between the mountains and in between the sea. So we're, we're, like, deep enough in where we don't get much. Like, we've had tornado warnings. And I do know, like, where my brother lives. It actually did, like, fuck up his fence and some of his deck. Um, but I've never had a specific. Like, I was in Philly one time when we had the aftershock of one of the big earthquakes. But never, obviously, an earthquake in Philly. Yeah, so no tornadoes, none of that. So really just really bad ice storms and blizzards. That's probably the worst we've ever gotten. Yeah, blizzard of 96 is up there, but I mean, we were 10 at the time. So for us, it was just fun to be home from school for well, a month. Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, the ice storm in 20, like 10 or 11, because I lost power for like a week that. That's us. Do you remember how bad that fucking ice storm was? Yeah, that was pretty hairy. I- yeah, like that was that was pretty bad. So sometimes, yeah, we get those really nasty winter storms. But knock on wood, we're pretty lucky when it comes to like actual natural. Like we don't get hurricanes and shit like that. Yeah, every once in a great while we'll get hit by a good one. Like Hurricane Sandy was probably the worst one because, like, for my job, like I had to be at work the entire time, so I was there for like thirty six hours straight. And uh, like as I was driving home from it, it just looked like a war zone outside. Like. No lights were working. None of the street lights were, like, you know, working at all. Just branches and debris everywhere. So it's probably, like, the closest to, like, an actual, like, fallout of, like, a really bad storm that I've ever personally seen. Now, Jim, not that you'll ever want to move again, but if you were to move, what do you think's worse to have to deal with? Living in, like, a place where there's constant tornadoes or, like... The hurt, like living in Florida and having the threat of hurricanes or being in California with the fires. Mm, damn. That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, none of them are good, obviously. Yeah. But like, which one would freak you out probably the most? Um, I would guess the fire would be the most freaky because like I see pictures from my like, Twitter friends when they're like going through that shit and it literally just like, it's like all orange. Yeah. It literally just like looks like hell is outside for like a month straight. It's just, like, soot everywhere, which you know is just straight up bad for you. Um, oh, you're breathing that shit? Yeah, it's... Yeah, so I think that would probably be the worst. Um, and then the other two, it's kind of like a toss-up. Because, like, anytime I see hurricanes, I'm just like, well, why do you live there? Obviously, you're assuming people can just get up and go, because, you know, we live in reality. You just can't do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, why do people just not leave? you <laughs> me. But, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I think... Uh, no, nah, I mean, like, hurricane areas would suck, too, because you're getting flooded out every goddamn other fucking month. Hurricanes would be like, like, yeah, if you were not, not, and in all the, these situations, I mean, somewhere where you're not in the direct line of fire, but um, hurricanes, I feel like it would be a thing, like, you'd either have to know that you just are constantly going to have to deal with floods and just deal with them fire like you said i feel like that's the worst quality of life and just like i feel like if you know a fire's coming you're gonna get away from it tornadoes to me would be the scariest because if it just comes it just hits you might not yeah you might not be able to get away so bill paxton's dead so we don't even have him to protect us (laughs) we don't it's an f5 jim god damn did that educate kids on on the scale of how to measure tornadoes everyone knew what an f5 was before brock lesnar and it was amazing and everyone wanted to study it and throw the little silver balls up with philip seymour hoffman and bill paxton and helen hunt when she was you're like yeah i could fap to that but you did and yes a shockingly hot helen hunt yeah 
So it was, man, that was a good movie. And then there was, I, I know you haven't seen it, but did you ever see Night of the, was it Night of the Twisters or Night of the Tornadoes with Devin Saw? <laughs> no, Brian. No, I have not seen Night of the Twisters with Devin Saw. <laughs> It was obviously a... Obviously, the critical and cultural hit. (laughs) You mean you missed that one, Jim? You know, sometimes things just pass you by. E.T., Night of the Tornadoes, things happen. (laughs) I I really... I got to look up what it actually is called. But yeah, that was another low-rent one. Because I was in the craze of tornadoes, and it only came out because of Twister. But... uh, yeah, go go check that out, Jim. Maybe that'll be one of our picks for our movies. <laughs> when in Rome. Yeah, that's a great question, though. Um, I don't know. Maybe Hurricane Living would be good for me because then I'd be scared, too scared of all my shit getting washed away. Maybe I'd live more of a liminal life, have less have less clutter, worry about it less. Well, I love those stories of the people in Florida. Those like diehards are like, it never actually comes through here. Like it's like all evacuated and then. When it does come through, they're like, hell. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> don't, don't. Don't. Don't you dare. Um, but no, yeah. So, so JD, I'm not I'm not sure JD. No, that was Todd Howard. From? Or Todd Howard. Uh, where's he from? I don't know. Yeah. No, that, I mean, it sucks that you have to deal, you've dealt with any of it. Yeah, Todd, dox yourself. I said. I said, for all the negative things Philly does, I remember one of my, like, fifth or sixth grade teachers teaching us that, like, because we have this unique in-between the mountains and the ocean, like, we will never really get hit with any of those crazy weather phenomena. Not as often, but we have been getting a lot more tornadoes lately, so, I don't know, everything's just going to hell. Yeah. cough. Yep. And last up from Burn Retinas. The Eagles and Phillies won world titles 10 years apart from each other. Since the 76ers keep choking, are the Flyers next? I hope so. Probably not. Unless Danny Green and Keith Jones are somehow like the greatest minds in the history of hockey to turn his dog shit franchise around anytime soon. Like, uh, I don't know, like this. You would. The Sixers would choke. I tell you, it has to be Sixers. I know they are choked, but like, they'd have to be before flyers right yeah i mean they they just have more talent and i mean we only have a couple more years before before Embiid's knees are just made out of silly putty so we got to strike now uh so i mean that maybe they're just missing one more piece to like get over the choke i, I don't know fuck, but fucking I, love but, we let jimmy butler go and all of a sudden he's just taking his goddamn team to the fucking finals and everyone's calling him like the greatest uh fucking power or point guard goddamn ever performance that's nice it's real fucking nice gonna give him more money GM. No, bringing. <laughs> I mean, not that James Harden didn't do some good, but no, don't keep the younger player. Why would we do that? Jim, you don't sound spiteful at all. <laughs> never, never spiteful, Brian. But yeah, no, I mean, I, it's got to be the Sixers. I mean, I would honestly expect the Eagles are. The, the Sixers say, are so. More realistic like, they, the Eagles. They're cursed. They can't get past the second round. So. I would expect the Eagles or Phillies to probably, even though the Phillies are sucking a dick right now, I would expect them or the Eagles to get to the finals and maybe win one before even they do. I mean, I think we're already, obviously us and the Chiefs are rated as the top tier before even going into the season. Of course. So I think we should maybe, I don't know. We're, we're like one of the oh. few uh, teams ever to be like ranked 
higher in power rankings after a draft, after like losing in the Super Bowl. So yeah, I mean, we picked up some goddamn talent. So we should be good again. Uh, we, I, th- I think, I mean, we, we have what it takes to win, and then it just comes down to like some really terrible calls. Yeah, to not being out coached by Andy fucking Reed. I, I will never not be bitter about that. <laughs> but no, that's a uh, that's a good but a heartbreaking question. So thank you. Yes, thank you for that. Thank you for all these wonderful memories we have as Philadelphia sports fans. <laughs> but yes, that wraps up the Patreon questions for this week. So once again, thank you to everyone out there for this continued support. If you're new to the show, make sure to head on over to Patreon and check it out because we have bonus content, we have game review requests, movie review requests, bonus episodes of podcasts, and all the kinds of good shit. And if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube, head on over to one of the other platforms. Leave some subs and reviews. It helps us out a lot. Yeah, thank you guys. Truly, truly appreciate it. Now, Jambers, we have much more pressing matters to discuss. As we talked about last episode, we got some winners to announce. That's right. For our No IPA May. So by the time you're listening to this, there will be something up on the site. The link will be below. Make sure you check out all the submissions that came in to us throughout the month of May. All you guys, we truly, truly appreciate it. But as you know, we have to pick winners, and uh, we're split between two of them. And it's two great supporters, and uh, so we're announcing it now formally, so we will wait till this Friday to send it out on socials as well. But the first is from a pint-sized pint chaser, also known as TPA Beer Last. She is a great, great supporter, had multiple very awesome, and the first one, I believe, ever to send in a reel as a submission as well. Yep. So uh, she, she, I believe, was one of our co-winners last year as well. I can't remember, but I, I, I'm pretty sure she was. But yeah, no, great, great submissions from her. And as always, her links are going to be below. Please make sure you go give her some love and some follows. Oh, yeah. But, but in addition, we have a newcomer who, first time submitting, and man, he he, he just sends out some goddamn pretty-ass pictures from Retro Brews. He's actually a PA boy, uh, kind of near us, surprisingly, as I found out. Yep. But uh, if you love beer and games, which if you're listening to us, you already do, make sure you go check him out. As I said, between his photos and... They have a very formulaic style, but man, they're just awesome to look at. He's got usually a, a themed glass with a themed beer, with a themed game, and usually a toy or something. I, I, I'm dying to see what his collection actually looks like, because clearly he must have a hell of a collection, because he doesn't have a ton of duplicates or stuff. Yeah, and he wasn't putting up, uh, you know, little shitter games. Like, I mean, Bucky O'Hare made some appearances, and that is, it's not a cheap boy. No, so so he's put up some great ones. So, congrats to both you. We uh we are going to be sending out some new merch, and we did also speak last time that we have some new merch being made up by our good buddy Broken Optic. And if you need any art done, please make sure you check him out. He's done our logo. He's done the updated logo with the NES. But this time. We got a double hitter for you. So the first one I'm showing here on the screen is actually the Super NES logo. As you guys may have heard us talk about before, ideally... Right, Nintendo 16-bit like logo. Shut up with the names. (laughs) Um, 
eventually we'll have probably every system. But, like, we're just going one at a time. But this, I think this gen is going to be the big one. I absolutely love this logo. I think the color pattern. I love how he did the font, like the Super NES. I, I, it just, it looks great. So we're going to have this be available for some shirts, obviously, with some colors that would go with this logo. And then, of course, Jim's favorite, the Genesis. And uh, we have two variants here because we couldn't decide what looks better. So as you guys see, we have this red with the nice checkerboard style, which really helps the controller and just the look of it pop. But we also have blue, which I think kind of goes with the whole theme of the Genesis in general. So you have two options there. And once again, they'll be made available for shirts. I can't promise by the time you're listening those will be available, but they should be up in our store soon. So when they are, we'll send those out. And those shirts will get sent out to um, the, the winners of No IPA May. So we really appreciate it, guys. Uh, great submissions again. And I hope you all back to drinking IPAs if that's what you enjoy. Brian, I think we should put Travis's picture on a shirt, too. I think that's shirt worthy. Travis? No. God. Damn it. I know if I let you pick a winner, that's who you would have picked, Jim. <laughs> can't, I know can't, what you like. Can't argue against art, Brian. Hey, it, I will say, once again, it was a very, very, very tough year. There was lots of great submissions. Oh, yeah, no, everyone did a great and, job. Seriously, thanks again, everybody. Yeah, no, it was a ton of fun. So, we'll see. Like I said, last year we, we dipped our toes into another little contest. I don't know if we're going to do it again this year. Yeah, didn't quite have the turnout. Nah. But also, I think we, it was at a time when we were like, eh, life came up and a little busy. So we weren't really promoting it. Yeah. And we also just kind of shit out that idea too, like a week before. Oh, it was definitely just last minute. And nobody likes pumpkin beer, apparently. No, so. no, no one played along with that. <laughs> Enough people, it's funny, for as much people love IPAs and didn't want to give it up, more people dislike pumpkin beer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, no, like I said, um, I, lo I love these logos. So I think uh, we'll definitely probably, I'm not going to say we're going to stick generationally after that. But I would be curious. Maybe we'll put out a vote as to what should be the next system we do a logo for. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, there's a ton of choices. But, uh, yeah, maybe we'll get right, weird. Right, why don't maybe we do we'll the turbo? more obscure. Right, what about the turbo? We'll never do the turbo. What about the turbo, Brian? Nobody likes or cares about the turbo. Oh, people like the turbo. <laughs> no, they don't. They like PC Engine. Okay, they do like that more. You're correct. <laughs> uh, chambers. Now, we, uh, we're recalling a lot of things from last episode, and one of the biggest items is the whole bullshit with uh, Nintendo putting a DMCA on Dolphin on Valve. Yeah, well, just to take down notice, we've got to be exactable mm -hmm. here. But. Oh, that's right. That's right. But what's the interesting news here, Jim? Well, right, our only follow-up from last week, but yeah, I did not. So when we were talking about this last week, we're, or four days ago, we were just like speculating, like, you know, what what happened here? How did they know about this? How did this get on there? So apparently Valve themselves told Nintendo that Dolphin was going to be going to Steam. And they were kind of just like, hey, we don't want you to come after us. So just letting you know, this thing's, you know, it's trying to come on here. So here you go. You deal with it. And it's very, it's, it's odd because it's just like, I, I guess Valve didn't want to look like the bad guy in the situation. So they were like looking the other way while still being like, 
and like they publicly admitted to this too so it's not like it's something someone leaked but yeah yeah they're just like yeah we saw this coming so we told nintendo to not you know get any shit with them basically but it's just weird why they want to just say no at the start like we we know we joke or talk about how like the quality of shit that goes up on steam but it's just like is there really no internal moderation at all to that level well, that's so, I feel like we both said things. So last week, like one of the things we speculated was like, is there any quality control? So they are obviously viewing the shit coming in to some degree. They had enough foresight to just warn Nintendo. But like you said, if you're going to warn Nintendo, which you knew would turn into a takedown notice, then why go through that? Like, were they hoping maybe Nintendo would be like, ah, it's fine. Like, I don't know. I don't get that. Like, I, they were clearly just legally covering their ass, which, once again, it does lead me to believe they don't censor anything coming in. That's my only guess is that they must have a policy that, like, unless there's, if something like that that's an illegal emulator doesn't violate their guidelines for uploading, then I don't know what would violate it at that point. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. And I mean, like, there's been a lot of, like, really controversial shit that has made its way to Steam. And, like, it's just a thing that, like, people eventually figure out. And that's when it gets taken down. So maybe they do have just, like, a blanket. Fuck it. Yeah. So th this is the more I think about that, because didn't we also cover in the past? Didn't someone rip off somebody's, like, uh, partially finished, like, Superman game? Oh, yeah. And, like, upload it to Steam? Yeah. Um, and it just caught shit, but it still was able to be uploaded and it was like stolen code. So they've clearly allowed things like that. They've allowed now illegal emulators. Um, we've talked about some of the more, I'll call it tasteless games that have been put up there. Or tasteful, depending on your point of view. Nope. They're tasteless. Right. Come um, on. Share with your dad's simulator. Come on now. All right. Wholesome fun. There's nothing goddamn wholesome or fun about something like that but it, it does beg the question now jim we talked about it i said i kind of like that approach of like just let it all go and then figure out like once again like do you let something finally be taken down by enough community backlash or do you just say leave it on there and let it get buried in the dislikes and then eventually it becomes obscure enough because there's literally hundreds of thousands of things uploaded so we'll get buried eventually like i don't know i mean Steam is the biggest name in town when it comes to, you know, digital distribution. So I guess what they're doing is working. Can't argue. It's, it's tough to argue results sometimes, you know? I mean, and, they, and they get a little thing. backlash here and there for some things to get through. And then everyone just goes, eh, it's fucking Steam. And then they just still use it anyway because it's the most convenient and has the most on it. What I find interesting is that, you know, they, they actually have emails that were sent from valve to nintendo um and then a lot of it's speculation as to why valve does it because it valve hasn't spoken out as to why they did it so the the article itself definitely does lead lead you to be like well there's just a lot of guesswork here as to why they did it like we're assuming as well um but yeah if if there is no quality control or limiting of shit that gets uploaded then I guess that's good. QCs for pussies, know. let it go. That, that's kind of where I'm at. Which, But then it does beg the question, if they really don't have anything, then how much more wilder shit did we not know about? Like, how many other illegal emulators or ROMs are probably just on there 
that we don't know about? It's a good question. Because, yeah, this is just what was caught. But it also, it points to the thing, man, Nintendo, they, they, nobody wants to fuck with them. Yeah, because Nintendo will go after you, and everyone knows it. So even Valve was like, you know what? We don't want this headache. Just and I would argue working. Valve is a bigger entity in gaming than Nintendo at this point. And even they were just like, nope, don't want to deal with it. Don't want the smoke, Jim. You want the smoke? You so, don't want the smoke. They don't want the smoke. They don't want the smoke. So, yeah. Uh, I I guess maybe by next podcast, what we'll do is we'll follow up and see, has it actually been taken down? Because as of this report, I don't think it's been... I don't. I don't think it made it to the actual like Steam storefront. Oh, okay. Hmm. From what from what I can tell, it doesn't seem like it actually made it on there. Okay. Or once again, is it something that's like maybe it's just buried and you really got to dig it out or I, know somebody who knows somebody? I don't know. I never knew Steam. Oh no no uh, no! It was indefinitely postponed and removed from Steam. So oh. it did. So it did receive a cease and desist order. So. Yeah, they did remove it. Well, postponed and removed it. So it's it's not there. All right. Well, I guess that's going to be the end of it, but it's uh, what I what I want us to do, Jim. I'm giving you some homework. Let's uh let's see what other crazy shits on Steam. <laughs> Bring up, you know what? We, that's what we need to do. We need to highlight the craziest game Jim found on Steam each week <laughs> so basically bringing back like jim sterling's old like best of steam Greenlight series but just steam Greenlight isn't a thing now it's just <laughs> shit we found on steam would you say it's jim's crusty corner and steam Ooh. jim's steamy crusty corner crossover <laughs> i think i think we should do it jim well you tell me yeah you know, I, can do it. I can look up any goddamn game well think about it Okay, I did. Yes. There. You happy? There. We'll do it. I'll look up some smut. All right? Is that what you want to hear? Look, I'll do the smut thing. Fine. Fine. What? Does yourself? Man. Fine. What? You want holes? I'll find some holes. We'll get some holes on the page. Damn it. Well, Jambers, I know one thing that will make you happy is that Microsoft and their showcase are going to feature no completely fake trailers, which they may or may not have done in the past, Jim. Oh, uh, well, potentially. Well, let's, I mean, let's cut the bullshit here. Everyone does it. Everyone just Everyone puts up bullcrap yeah. trailers of CGI cutscenes that probably won't even show up in the game. Definitely don't look like what will be in the final product and crap like that. Because it's easy to just build something that looks really nice to show it off to try and build hype. So, obviously, everything does it. Actually, Brian, quick tangent. Quick side note. I think this yes. is like the first episode in like three months where there hasn't been some kind of update in the acquisition for Microsoft and Blizzard. So, like... Uh, so even though there's no update there, Microsoft and Sony still being little catty bitches to each other. Because this yeah, is a direct shot sure. at Sony who just had like their re most recent state of play that like I didn't watch it. But from what I saw from most people, like they kind of didn't like it. And there's like a whole lot of nothing and then like a whole bunch of just CGI trailers. So this is like a direct yeah. response to that. It definitely uh, I'd say I'd. at best it got a lukewarm reception. At worst, it was a disappointment yeah like Maybe. metal like metal gear solid remake like everyone's like oh that's cool and then like it eventually realized that like it's not gonna be exclusive so it just became a thing of like oh why did you share that so i don't know it's a weird so one silly. yeah but here's the deal so i feel like man i don't know which 
the whole idea of the old days of who won their showcases. It always comes down to whatever. Obviously, I think the big thing here that everyone's waiting for is Starfield. That like is the game people care about. That is the one they want to see real shit on. And I know they've been promoting it. And there's going to be Starfield exclusive, like, re like dedicated portion, not related to just the general uh, Microsoft showcase. Um, I guess my question to you, Jim, is are you excited at all for Starfield? Like, I don't really know a lot about Starfield, but Starfield suddenly became an extremely important game for Microsoft because they need a first-party win after the the fucking bomb that was uh, Redfall. Because, like, they were hyping up Redfall for so friggin' long. It was, like, the first big thing to come from, like, Bethesda, even though it was Arcane Studio who was, like, owned by Bethesda. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it was a thing that was really hyped up, and it came out, and it got bashed to high heaven. And it's a complete disappointment. So, and that was, like, the first, for, you know, first big post-purchase, you know, release that they had. So now yeah. Starfield really needs to be a hit to start making these acquisitions look like they're worth it. So we know Starfield, Starfield has been a thing. It's like presumably been in the works for 25 years. That's been the big background RPG they've been working on, which may or may not explain why they haven't had a new Fallout or a new Elder Scrolls, even though they claim that a new Elder Scrolls is in the works. Yeah. Um, which we know, let's be honest. Putting Fallout 76 aside, if they do a new Fallout or Skyrim or, Skyrim, or uh, Elder Scrolls... There is no Elder Scrolls. Will... There's only Skyrim. Exactly. Ty Howard has said. Like, like, basically, you know they're going to be massive hits, game of the year, blah, blah, blah. This Starfield is interesting, and I thought you would be interested in just because it's their most ambitious RPG to date, which has something like you can visit a thousand planets and do all the RPG things you do in RPG. Bethesda games and each one's completely fleshed out on its own unique planet and think like a Bethesda game, but just in space. Yeah. So that's why I said, would that interest you? Oh no. I mean, it definitely interests me. Um, I'm kind of worried about, I mean, I mean, Bethesda games are buggy enough, even with like, they're super big maps, but you know, we're not talking generated planets here and shit like that. So ugh, that could be, they could be biting off a lot more than they can chew with this one. It remains to be seen. It sounds like a very interesting idea. Now, can I be honest? I find that whole claim of Bethesda games being buggy, and I played all of them. I can't honestly say I've, other than like one or two times in Skyrim where like I've like been knocked off something. I can't say I've had these like claims to the infamous bugs and i'm not saying they don't exist i'm just saying me as a someone who really likes bethesda games i haven't had those buggy experiences so i don't read them as like the buggy messes everyone claims um like i haven't had the worst experiences with them apparently like all the pc ports have always been like nightmares as far as bethesda games go and um like, a random patch will come out that will just like completely like break them on consoles sometimes Decimated. and then like they have to patch them again to like fix it like i like i haven't had like completely unplayable experiences in any sense of the word but i like yeah. i've had a lot of annoyances like i've had you know completely clipping through stuff or missions not registers being done or that i completely finished i, I, I had that one time in fallout 4 right. i remember yeah one mission where i was like i i did it what, what the fuck yeah 
like with that uh, or ones where it's like you know I did a thing, I did a mission for an achievement, and it didn't give me the achievement, and it didn't register, even though it registered that I did the mission. Like, dumb shit like that. Mm. So, like, yeah, I've had a lot of annoyances, but I haven't had, like, the super game-breaking stuff, or, like, the bugs where, like, you crawl to, like, two frames per second, and it's unplayable. But, you know, a lot of people have had a lot of different things. Like, you know, it's a stereotype for a reason, I guess. No, it could be. Also, I feel like... Is there anyone playing on PC who probably doesn't have some mod running on top of it, which is probably the reason your shit is bugging out? Yeah, I mean, even pre-mods, too, but, yeah, I mean, of course, the main reason people play on PC is to mod it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I here's the deal. I love, uh, I haven't had a bad experience with the RPGs from Bethesda. You and I have notoriously said it's the whole reason we enjoyed RPGs since Fallout 3. Yep. So, I'm not, like, diehard, like, oh, my God, I can't wait for Starfield. But whenever it gets released, I'll definitely, maybe even day one, I'll get it just because I want a Bethesda RPG. Like, they have a feel where I really, really get immersed and enjoy it. Unlike any other, most other RPGs, I'll say that. Yeah, and, like, besides that, like, people were talking about, like, Psychonauts 3 being a big new release and the new Fable being worked on, which... Man, I don't care about Fable. I tried to play a little yeah. bit of Fable, and it just never grabbed me. I think I have the original Fable, and I've never even tried to play it. I think I have, like, Fable 1 and 2. I never touched the original one, which apparently is... Or maybe 2 is the best one. But, like, 2 back in the day, like, 2010, 2011-ish, that was, like, the very... It, like, that was when, like, Microsoft started to do this weird thing of, like, breaking a game into pieces to release it digitally. So, like, you could buy, like, the first couple hours of the game for, like, ten bucks. And I did that yeah. with Fable 2. And I played it, and I was like, eh. And, like, I never bought the rest Just of it. Just didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, well here's that was a thing, weird experiment. Yeah. That only lasted for, like, a couple games. I don't know what the current projection is for Starfield, but I guess we'll see with this showcase, like, what they're projecting. I mean, do you know off the top of your head, are they saying it's coming out this year? No idea. I guess everyone's expecting to hear the announcement for it. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I mean, it would be smart of them, honestly, if they're if if they care. I'm, we assume they care about things like game of the year and stuff. Just wait till next year. Cause yeah, it, going it's, against, it, uh... it's gonna have its hardest thing with Tears of the Kingdom. Which, oh yeah. Regardless of should it actually get it, it's going to. It's not even a question of like should, whatever like most games should recognize it's just gonna go to it like unless there's some darling indie game that captures everyone's imagination that we don't know is coming out i can't imagine something competing for a game of the year yeah i can't think of any like indie darling games this year so far like i think cold of lamb was last year and that's like the most recent one that like really took off that i can think of yeah so we'll follow it i mean when is the the showcases Hold on. I don't remember. Looky, looky. Where the fuck does it say it? Could help it, the article said it. Hold on. Let me look this up. This box. Damn it. Fine, I'll just look it up. <laughs> Prep is for nerds. Uh, June 11th. Okay, yep. So. Six days from now. Oh, nice. The night before we record. So that's good. Yeah, <laughs> It'll happen easy the content. day before. 
so yeah we'll see so next week expect to hear us talk all about the showcase see what actually comes out of it and as we said i think everyone cares the most even though they are talking about things like outer worlds too and all these other things Starfield's going to be the one everyone has eyes on. I wonder if anyone's really that excited for Outer Worlds 2. Because, like, Outer Worlds 1 had a really mixed reception. It seemed like... I thought... It, it like, did? I See, I thought it was really liked. It was liked for, like, the first week. And then after that, everyone was just like, ah, this is actually pretty mid. Where, like, it was, like, mid at best. Where, like, they were just like, yeah, this is really just, like, a lifeless world. Like, it, it was either, mm. like, there's some who really liked it and a lot who seemed to just, like, not like it at all. Huh. Yeah, I, I didn't play. I mean, I have it downloaded because I think it was like free at some point. Um, it might actually still be free on Game Pass, but I just haven't gotten around to it just because of time. Right. Actually, fuck. The next game I'm going to play is going to, when I get time, is going to be that uh, that one I couldn't wait to play. The uh, the one like the alternate Russia steampunk. Um, oh, Atomic Heart? Yes. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what comes right. from next Stop week. sucking Putin's dick. Damn it, Jim. Son of a bitch. But Brian, Jim, does he actually, say keep going, comrade? Son of a bitch. Don't you dare. Speaking of games coming out this year, uh, a genre that I would argue has been pretty, pretty dead. I'm just going to say dead for the past couple of years. And don't give me that face, because the 20 nerds that still go to those conventions don't count. Um, fighting games. We got three major releases this year, which is pretty crazy, because I, when was the last time we got a Street Fighter or a Mortal Kombat? Street Fighter or Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and Tekken, all basically in the same county year. That's what I mean. I'm, like Tekken's been more consistent coming out. <sighs> Maybe the late uh, 90s? Yeah. Just for that no, level no, no. of like major releases all at the same time. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like this is the year where <clears throat> even though I would love to see something like a fighting game to throne Tears of the Kingdom, we know it's not gonna happen. No. Um I guess, you know, we've talked about it. I think you and I both it's fair to say we have a love hate relationship with fighting games. Very crucial in our growing up. Every like most kids our age, we loved them all. Uh and I think you and I are also the types of that Never got into the competitive, even online competitive. New. One, not good enough. Two, like, just didn't appeal to us for whatever reason. I will never forget the two hours it took me to get two measly wins in Tekken 6 for two relatively easy, what do you call it, uh, achievements. It was really just like win a ranked match and like win an unranked match online. And it took me <laughs> four fucking ever. And I think, yeah. and I think the one that I did win was like a guy who must have just like lagged out during the game. So like after the first couple seconds, he just stood there and it just let me beat on him. And I was like, okay. <laughs> the gym win method where you can't feel good about it. <laughs> yep. Don't feel good about it, but I'll take it. So yeah, this year, I mean, we got three the biggest three biggest in fighting game history. They got new releases this year. Street Fighter Six is actually already out. Um, do you have any interest in getting it? I'll get it eventually, but like any other Street Fighter, I'll just wait. Like, I can wait two to three years because like I'm not going to be in the competitive scene at all. I, even though I hear it has like an actually fully fleshed out like story mode that takes like 20 hours, so that's cool. But I can First still. First time. <laughs> What's that? First time for Street Fighter? Yeah, seriously. 
especially after like five. But like, yeah. I can I can wait. I can wait for that. So I can wait like two years for the you know super edition or the ultimate edition or the championship edition that'll have all the characters and all the levels and all that bullshit. I can wait. I can wait and pay twenty bucks for all the content. That's fine. But I I am interested in that. But like I'm interested in all three of these really. Oh yeah. Well, here's the deal. Mortal Kombat's a first day buy for me. They nine has completely instilled my confidence in them. Ten did not disappoint. Eleven was like it, I I have no doubt I'm going to enjoy the ever loving shit out of it. So, and Nether Realms in general at this point with their fucking un- injustice games, like come on, you you can't go wrong with those games. Yeah, no, uh, they, they haven't had a miss in, like, a decade. Yeah. And Street Fighter, I've said before, it's just not for me. It's partial. Uh, it's, this There was no story, and I know that's a weird thing to care about in, in there. But also... They, they was, eventually made a story mode for 5. I played through that last year. I just also feel like their art style like it lost me after the style of two like three even started going towards a style i didn't like but two was the last style i liked for street fighter oh i hated the models in five awful that's what i mean like i don't like and i don't like what six looks like now six doesn't like it looks a lot better no no it looks better but like they're still i don't even know what the fuck to call that it's like a cartoony not quite so like I, I don't know what yeah you, it, it's like it's like an advanced kind of cell shading I, I don't know what to call it yeah but it's something that makes me go like ugh. like like the whole uncanny valley but like car, for cartoons I, I don't know there's something about it I don't like um but obviously the only thing just like with tears of the kingdom I see no one really talking uh, the two things I see about this game one Everyone making the most outrageous caricature version of someone. Like, they'll have a long neck or some outrageous body styles of people they create. Yeah. So, I look at this as, like, the old school SmackDown wrestling games where it's, like, create a fighter is the reason to get this game. Um, And then I see everyone bitching about what you just said, which is, like, the online is so unfun because it is so unbalanced. The amount of, like, brand new players who get matched up with, like, a master ranked already is there is no balance in their matchmaking, which is a, a question I had for you. Um, I know it's a big thing in COD when they started doing skill-based matchmaking. I know it's a big thing in Dead by Daylight and other things. I guess they don't do that in fighting games, which kind of shocks me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Like, Or, or maybe okay, just like so- the people who are going to be playing online the most or the most like they're the hardcores. So, yeah, like the people who are going to spend their time online, like they have to get good if they're going to be able to stay online playing. Well, that begs the question. I mean, here's the deal. I think of all competitive gaming types, fighting games are the most ruthless. They're the, the curve and the time dependency is so high. We're like, God, you would get smoked by people who are good without without a doubt. But because they did skill based matchmaking and other things. In regular matches, you're probably going to get ranked with people roughly. But yeah, there is zero hope. There's not a lucky button combination in the world that could help you if you're going against a pro, someone who's a pro. Oh, yeah. It like, doesn't matter. No, no, no. no. They, they know everything down to the pixel. It's ridiculous. 
So there's my question for someone like you. Do you think they should have skill-based matchmaking that actually work? Like, so if you log in for the first time, in theory, you shouldn't be playing anyone that doesn't have more than like four hours logged online. You like know, they should not be ranking you with someone with a hundred hours. Yeah, I think they definitely should. Just make two modes. Fuck it. Have your skill-based matchmaking mode and have like ladder where it's just, you know, get good and hit the ladder. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they don't do that because clearly I don't think they do. Just based on the amount of clips and videos and people complaining about that, there's no way they have it. So I don't know. That That's one of those things. But but this year, like I said, it is exciting as shit. I will get Mortal Kombat. Oh, I may even dip my toes back in Tekken. I still got to get around to my favorite 3D fighter. I still got to get around to playing Tekken 7. I have it and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll play this. And then I just never got around to it. Yeah, it's one of those fighting games are one of those uniquely sneaky time consumers where you our mind, I think, still thinks of fighting games as like when we were kids where you're like, I'll bang this out in like 15, 20 minutes and I'll win. You don't do that anymore. You're like, no, 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 no. no. So it's like, I guess that added time commitment really just makes you go like, I don't want to get back into all that. Like, I don't want need to try to figure out the million things I need to do and this and that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, so, I mean, are any of these, if I, we know Street Fighter obviously is not first day, but do you think Mortal Kombat would be a first day for you? None of them are going to be first day, but Mortal Kombat would be the closest one. Okay. Because like, I, like you, I loved 9, 10, and 11. And like, I, I, I'm actually really excited to see what they do with this reboot story in one coming off of 11. So like, I'm actually invested in the storyline with this shit, even as goofy yeah. as it is. It's so off the wall wacky, but I'm just like, I want to see what they do with it. I want to see the great Kung Lao. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is, like, what's interesting is, so they're rebooting it, and they're already, like, we know it'll probably be, a, once again, a smaller roster, but we don't know how small, because they already have, obviously, included people from the originals, too, so it's like, are they going to just keep it to Shang Tsung again, yeah. or are they going to go right to Shao Kahn, like, I don't know. Yeah, but, like, the original Scorpion and Sub-Zero, but, like, even before then and before Scorpion was, like, a demon spirit. Like, it's going to be cool. I can't wait for that. Yeah. And, like, Tekken, yeah. I'm excited for it because I like Tekken, but, like, I'm not, like, super invested in it. It's Hardcore. just, like, yeah, I like Tekken, so I'll probably enjoy it. You like Tekken. Yeah. But, Chambers, I mean, this leads in perfectly to an article you have here, which is Polygon's 13 Best Fighting Games. And yep. uh, They are hopping on this fighting game trend and hype, so they put together a list. And it should be noted, they don't say it. Um, it's not like it's not of, like thirteen to one. They don't rank it. It's just a list. That's of what I was games. gonna say. It's just, they're just saying here's thirteen, the thirteen best in no particular order. Which I think there's something to be said about that. Like because you know you can never satisfy folks when you put order to shit. So just saying here's the best arbitrary number, then you don't have to argue about what should be where. You can just say. Yeah, I think they might have missed one or this shouldn't even be there. But, like, you don't have to worry about, like, but they didn't say this was number one. Meh. I'm actually shocked because for as much, like, rage baiting as Polygon goes for all the time, like, this is a shockingly, like, milquetoast approach to it. Maybe even they didn't want to deal with, like, the autistic rage of hardcore fighting game fans. Because they are insane. <laughs> 
the autistic rage of fighting game fans. <laughs> that is quite a sentence. <laughs> well, can't put that as a title for an episode, but it would make a good title. Uh, someone make a drawing of Jim saying that and, and make it come to life. <laughs> Draw Jim as that character, actually. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I would be the one to be one. Be simple, Jim, doing it. <laughs> so, Chambers, why don't you run us through what's on this list and see where we agree or disagree. All right. First up, uh, Guilty, Ge- Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, I always hear the Guilty Gear games are great. Uh, they're more towards the hardcore fighting game fans. I've never played any of them. They look awesome. I hear they're good, but never played them. Yeah, same. Now, and you know what's funny? Honestly, before you and like this site, I never heard of Guilty Gear. Really? Not. It was never even in a potential wheelhouse of someone that I knew. No one ever talked about this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, before the site, I never knew anything about Guilty Gear. But, like, I've talked to a lot of people who are really into the series. And they love it, but that's a barrier of entry I don't want to deal with. Yeah. Uh, Next up, Soul Calibur 2. Yeah, I agree with that. And, man, while we might shit on uh, the exclusive characters, it It gave you a reason to want to buy all of them. Yeah. You're like... Do I get Spawn for Xbox? Do I get Link for GameCube? Or do I get, uh, who was it? Hihachi? Yeah. For, you're like, ah, was it? Oh, wait, no, that was a later one. That was like Darth Vader and Yoda and all those. That was, I think that was five, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I can't remember which one. But my God, I think I do have, I think I do have every version of Soul Calibur 2, maybe. You know, I don't have GameCube. I don't have that one. But, uh, god damn, what a time. And that game is fucking chef's kiss. Fucking perfect. I do love that game. So, I do agree. It should be on there. Now, I, I and, and just... And you know what else? It, like, besides just being a really good fighting game and, ha- like, being beautiful for its time, like, it still holds up. Actually, all the Soul Calibers look great. Um, it had so much goddamn single-player content, too. So much content. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's a... To me, that's one of the more... And I know it's weird to probably call it underrated, but it is one of the more underrated feeling games for fighting games out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll say that in this day and age. Like, people like people our age go, oh, yeah, Soul Calibur 2 is great, but, you know, fighting game fans these days, no one talks about it. Mm-mm, exactly. All right, next up, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Definitely should be on here. It is a broken, unbalanced mess, but my God, is it the most fun fighting game out there. <laughs> See, I would argue it's overrated. It's fun as shit, but the hype it got was, I think, really limited to how, until it came to Dreamcast, it was like the the game you couldn't get and you won it, and then on Dreamcast it was just crazy expensive and nobody had it. Um, and well, I no, it was it wasn't even that. It was like outside of like its ports to the Dreamcast and Xbox and PS2, it didn't get another port for like ten years. So like it built it built a legend on itself, that kind of thing, because you know. Unless you had it from then, and like you said, it did get expensive on them. Like, there's no way to get it. Yeah. But no, it, it, I will say, the cast of characters, the goofiness, I still hate that song. Of all the soundtracks I've ever heard, that and, uh, <laughs> to a degree, No Mercy, the Dick Diggity Dog. Like, it, what it makes a me time. Think, like, what a time for games. It just makes me go, 
who listened to that and said, this is what this needs? Right. Like, if you're, you know what? Fuck it. New theory. If your menu music is completely not what you would expect and nothing that you thought would ever be in the game, it's probably a good game. That takes no. bulls. That's bulls, Brian. That goes, yeah, we put this the fuck in there. And guess what? You're going to love it. I literally always want to mute it every time that's on. You love it. it. But what's next? Next up, uh, Skullgirls, second encore. So that's just like Guilty Gear, where it, it hasn't been around nearly as long. But um, it, it's a series that people seem to like. But I couldn't tell you so, really anything about it. I Same here. I never, before we did this, I, I think, did, I think like, it's a lot of waifus the list. in there. I think, there's a lot of, I think Zontan, who was like a big hentai guy back in the Newgrounds days, I think he did art for the first one, if I'm remembering correctly. So that's how I, I heard of like the original Skullgirls. But outside of that, like I know nothing about the series. Well, I was gonna say, is Skullgirls like was it made just for a game or is it based on something? I think it was just made for a game. Okay, because I, 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 like I said, after seeing that list, I went, let me look this up, and oh yeah, there's a whole community that loves the shit and it claims that, like this is such a crazy fun game. Um, I've just honestly, I never heard of it before seeing this list. So, yeah, we should try it out. Yeah, it no, I would like definitely give it a go. might be fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next up, Mortal Kombat X. Interesting they went X and not 11. I Like, I, I am, because I am, you and I have said, I think I do like the story of 9 the best. But, yeah, it kind of is, like, undoubtable, like... The combat kept getting better and better between X and Eleven, and then it, it you could argue it's just down to the roster, like who's Well, it's in down it. to the roster, but like they make points in the article to say like they like how they kind of muted the amount of special moves that characters had, so it kind of like put more strategy and almost opened up the actual fighting mechanics more. And there, there's a big argument among Mortal Kombat fans over whether Ten or Eleven's better because. I forget which is which, but one's definitely faster playing than the other. So some definitely like the slower pace. I think 11's slower, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm. Whereas a lot like the faster combat of 10 more, it's like more competitive, I guess. Yeah. I mean, both are great. I, I'd i almost put them on the same level. I would have put it probably Mortal Kombat X slash 11. Because I feel like it really, for me, it comes down to the characters and the story. Which one do you prefer? But... Yeah, I see that argument. Yeah, we're like ten, I guess, introduced more long-lasting characters, whereas eleven just seemed to have a roster I like better. Also, but you know what? I, I respect said... them not copying out and doing you know one slash the other. I respect that. Well, here, but here's the deal: eleven does have God, Lightning, Liu Kang, and that's a tough thing to get over because that it's was goddamn pretty goddamn awesome. cool. Yeah. So and then you get and... God Shang Tsung in the expansion. Yeah. So. I don't know, but uh, either way, yes, of course. Right, they this... made Fu- they made Fujin cool. They somehow made Fujin not lame. Goddamn Fujin! <laughs> Redemption arc, Redemption arc from mythologies. Don't don't you dare! And they did bring they did bring Terminator and Robocop they and made... Spawn and Rambo. Oh, the DLC characters in ten were fucking god tier. Well, but, no, that was right. eleven. Oh yeah, that's right. Ten, ten, ten had more of the hard actually, characters, right? T- ten, yeah, it had Jason, it had Alien, it had Leatherface. Like, I think I liked the characters more in Ten because you had Predator, Jason, Alien, Leatherface, and then like Triborg and Tremor. But Eleven, you can't deny, had Joker, 
uh, Spawn, Terminator, Terminator Robocop. Robocop, Rambo, and then of course like randomly Nightwolf. They made Nightwolf cool. I don't know how the hell they did that. So, yeah. Even though the horror nerd of me appreciates 10s better, 11 on paper, they had more and and they did better with their characters. So, I don't know. Yep. Tomato, tomato there. But next up, uh, Smash Ultimate. I mean, in my opinion, it's the best Smash. So, I'm fine with that being on there. I, I hate anyone that argues. It's like, no, the controller, this was better in Melee. Like, shut up. Autistic and nobody range. talks about Brawl. Well, that's you. You're going to be the character. I can't wait till someone draws it. <laughs> now, what, yeah, no one talks about Brawl because of the trip mechanic in there. So everyone hates Brawl. Also, like what did it come out on? What's that? What did it come out on? We. Exactly. Fuck we. <laughs> Next up, Tekken 3. Um, yeah, I'll say that's still probably the best Tekken. I mean, I yeah. think I personally like Tag more, but I think... I think, like, just fighting-wise, three's probably better. Yeah. And and that was, for a few years, it was on my top 20 list. It's still... What what sold me on Tekken 3 was you could literally see a guy, like, lean back and, like, dodge a kick that was pixels away. And, like, there was no other precision like that, especially in a 3D game. And I was like, that blew my mind, like, that you were missing... By just inches, these punches and kicks, and yeah, that that game, I love the shit out of it. Oh game. yeah, and like it was perfectly optimized for the PS One, like yeah, a smooth sixty frames, no matter what. Like it was, it was basically a perfect fighting game for that era. Oh, dude, yeah, perfect. Or any era, like because I played it fully for the first time last year, and it held up like perfectly. So yeah, yeah, it's still just as fun now as it was back then. Um, next up, Killer Instinct, the reboot from 2013. I have to get around to playing this. I never did. And I heard nothing but good things. I played it. <clears throat> I liked it. Um, I can't say I loved it. I also, like, I can't... I, I played enough to be like, oh, this this is pretty cool. It was a nice... Because it was so unexpected. Like, I, I don't... I didn't think anyone was really clamoring for it. Like, as much as I think Killer Instinct has debatably the best... Uh, soundtrack in any fighting game um i i don't think that original game aged that well i don't even think it aged well when it was out i think it was unique i think that ultra combo was ridiculous and nobody i knew could pull it off but at the end of the day like eh, the fighter itself was fine and then this came out and you're like oh okay it made it more like a fighting game should be it so, also came out of nowhere too like no one expected that's what it i mean dropped it yeah so I love it. And you know what I love is you get these like very odd inclusions like some in those seasons that they were releasing. So you get like Rash from Battletoads. You get General Ram from Gears of War. You you get these people that's like, oh, seeing this in a fighting game it just makes it more fun. I don't know. I, I love seeing shit like that. Yep. Uh, next up, King of Fighters 2002 Unlimited Match. Um, Bri, what is your experience with the King of Fighters series? Other than when we did all the games on the Super NES, whatever ones were on that. Uh, I don't even think we got around to actual King of Fighters. I think we just did like Fatal Fury and Art of Fighting. And basically King of Fighters is just all that thrown together. So, are you right about that? What was the first one? 
Because I don't think any of the King of Fighters actually made the Super you, NES. No, I'm sorry. I think I think you're right. So I my only King of Fighters experience was I got a King of Fighters. I think it was like a triple pack on PlayStation when we were still when I was still doing GameFly, um, and I think I kept the CD. So uh, yeah, um, I played it. I went. This feels like all the other SNK games. I said, it's it's fine. But I was, like, I'm not bought into those characters, meaning, like, I just don't have any connection with them. So yeah. I don't care about them. So, like, oh, Terry Bogard. All these, like, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. So I'm sure they controlled well. I actually, you and I, we got into it when we did those games. I think the SNK games, I actually liked the way those controlled better than Street Fighter 2. Uh, and I know it's blasphemy to say. Well, no, but... there, there is a hardcore SNK fighting game crowd. Like, yeah. me personally, I think it's like, I mean, <clears throat> obviously, like, all the SNK games came from the guy who made Mortal Street, Street Fighter 1. So they are similar, and they're a lot better than obviously that. But, um, like, to me, like, all the SNK games always felt you know, like kind of like Street Fighter, but like clunkier, but more precise. It's definitely like not as casual friendly, even though Street Fighter now isn't either. So, yeah. you know, whatever at this point. Uh, my only experience, like I, I got King of Fighters '99, I think the Battle for the Millennium one, uh, in like a random mix pack of games from like EB Games when they were just liquidating PS1 games, and I played it and I could never beat the final boss. Like the difficulty curve for final bosses in SNK games is such bullshit. Like, I never got around to doing it. And that's one of those ones that always, like, kind of nipped at me. But it was, like, a solid game. I just never loved it enough to, like, put up with the bullshit. And uh, I think I... No, I do have SNK vs. Capcom 2 EO on the GameCube. And that's one that people also seem to love. And I played it and I went, yeah, it's all right. But, like, playing a fighting game with the GameCube controller outside of, like, an arcade DBZ game is a nightmare. So that yeah. probably wasn't the best format to do it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think it. What, what makes me interested is there are so many King of Fighter games that when I see one that's not the latest, I always go, "Ooh!" I like it does make me interested. In, like, what is it that made that one? And I know it's written in the article, but it does make me think. Like, if I ever went to try it, I'm now may go to this one and see. Like, let's see how it is. Yeah. Uh, next up, Blaze Blue Central Fiction. I remember the first. Bla I've never played any of the Blaze Blue games. Uh, but I remember when, like, the first one, I think it was Calamity Trigger, first, like, came out in, like, 2008. That was, like, the first one that had that real, like, stylized but, like, beautiful pixel art style. Like, it was, like, the first one in a long-ass time to be... Because it doesn't look like a pixel game. It looks like, you know, hand-drawn, super fluid animation. And I remember, like, the animation kind of blew me away. And I was like, oh, I gotta get around to this. And, you know, like me, I never did. But, <laughs> never did. Um, like... I don't know anyone who really likes the actual gameplay of Blaze Blue. I know they have its it has its hardcore fans, but like no one I know likes Blaze Blue. So you think it's more just like the spectacle of it, like, oh man, this is just a pretty ass game. Yeah, maybe. I mean maybe I mean maybe it's solid, maybe I'd like it, but I just never got around to it. So I can't yeah, say. Same. I've never and honestly, even looking at it, I do see what you're saying. Like I looked up pictures of, of some of the other ones. It is pretty looking, but you know what? I'll be honest. That's also a general style. I call it the... Uh, what the hell is... What do you even call that? Um, I've been I've been hanging around you too long. Not hentai. Yeah, I mean, it's just anime. Anime. 
anime honestly <laughs> i liked turned... him talking to me so much you think hentai before anime i've I done do. my job I, um it kind of turns me off like it's a style that does nothing for me and it like makes me not want to play a game when it's stylized like that so fair and you know what it can get really busy so um but moving on next up virtual fighter 5 ultimate showdown that's like the remake of Virtua Fighter Five that came out like a year or two ago, I think, somewhat recently. Yeah, and I remember people saying it was really good, and people were excited for it, and then after a week, no one talked about it because it's just it's... a remake of an old game, I guess. I, I, it almost felt like they were dipping their toes in to see, like, hey, could we bring this series back? Could we do it? Yeah, like I'll be honest, even though I always kind of know it's around, I'm still shocked to hear anyone plays it. Like. Virtual Fighter was that thing. It's like, that is the reason why we have 3D games the way we do. And like you said, we, we all went to the arcades for some reason. We played that original clunky-ass one. We all played it on 32X and whatever. But like, was it good? I don't think so. No, and it, I, I... You know what it is? I never, it never sold me because I got so into Tekken where I go to Virtual Fighter and it's like going from a... Super NES to an Atari. Oh, my. Like, you know what it is? Virtual Fighter is so technical and tech heavy. Like, it is legitimately based fully around timing and parrying and blocking at the right time. Like, you cannot button mash at all. Um, like, you really have to study the mechanics and the speed of the game. So, and like, what you're your position, like, kind of like a, your positioning Lumix. directly matters. Like, yeah. Like, like, it actually fully matters. It isn't like, being called like an uppercut ducking in Tekken where it'll really hurt you, but like in Virtual Fighter, like that could like destroy your entire round. Hmm. Yeah, well, like that's what I'm saying. It's like Lunix. It's like the nerds that talk about it would be like, it's the best operating system, but you just need to know how to code. What did you like, just well, call it? Isn't it Lunix? Linux. But isn't it L U N I X? No, L I N U X. Is it? Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was Linux. All right, well, Watch Linux. Me be wrong. No, no, I think you you're right. Um, for some reason, I swore it was Linux, but yeah, it's Linux. Um, but like the nerds that would talk about that, it, it's that same thing. Like when any nerd goes, I have an Android. Sh just get an Apple and grow up. Like just shut up. Yeah. Like come on, come on. No one gets laid with green tax bubbles. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, Virtua Fighter. Do I think it needs to be on the list of best fighting games? Sure. Probably more for historical versus actual ga great gameplay. But that's coming from someone who's not deep in that yep. series. Uh, next up, the Samurai Showdown 2019 game. What? I think I have it, and I still haven't touched it. I love the original Samurai Showdown games. All of them. Oh, you know what? No, I don't have this one. I have fives ported to PS4, but I haven't touched that. That's what it is. I hear that. I hear this one was really good. Like my fighting game friends again talked about how good this was, but yeah, yeah I never got around to this one. Obviously. So uh, I love the old ones. May, I played the shit out. You of You may them. hate me again, but you like uh, it more than Street Fighter. No, no, no. Well, yeah, that's obvious. Right. But my point was, uh, I. Once again, Samurai Showdown Anthology was another one I think I kept from Gamefly. <laughs> and it had like six of the games on there. It was like one through six for the PS2. And it's an awesome game, Jim. <laughs> I bet it is. 
<laughs> and then Gamefly went out of business. Daddy got the got the. Wonder key. why, Brian. Wonder why. <laughs> why is Gamefly gone? Why did the Dreamcast <laughs> fail? That's why. Hey, I had the original Dreamcast. I wasn't you just sitting there with my N64 beating off. Yeah. I was well, on the internet like a gentleman with my Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had illegal cable, so I didn't need the internet. So, huh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but no, Samurai Showdown for sure. I, yeah, I myself never got into 2019. Uh, just like we say with all the other shit. Just never have had the time. But I, man, those original games do I love so much. Yep. Same here. Uh, next up, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. To me, it makes sense this is the one that's on here because among, like, the hardcore fighting game people, like, this is the best one. And, like, this is the one Wasn't that, a big thing with this? Like, it, you could parry and you had the super attacks? That was the huge viral video, yep, where the guy perfectly parried every single attack from, like, a super attack someone did at Evo in, like, the one of the events. And, I'm like, saying, and, like, no, reverse it with their own the, one. Yeah, but, like... Other than the, the updating graphics, like that's kind of really the big de delta between all the versions of two and like once you got into three, right? I mean, everyone says this one is the one that plays the best, even though like honestly, people like the graphics and the roster of like the even the other versions of Street Fighter Three because Third Strike was the third version. So there was like the new generation and one other one I forget what it's called, but yeah, like this is the one that's like technically the best one, I guess fighting wise pure mechanics wise but you know you know what's funny like our uh we were talking about this earlier in a group chat and our buddy mellow she was like yeah street fighter weirdly fumbles the bag with like every even numbered item or entry because like one was like a mess but it was important and then like three is like considered like the best fighting game one of the best fighting games ever but it was a huge commercial flop that no one cared about and then five had that ridiculously awful launch so yeah there's a weird thing going on there do you, does it hurt your heart that they didn't put some version of two on here over three? Uh, yeah, because, I mean, like, obviously I like two more and two is definitely more important in the grand scheme of things. But I guess if they're really it, this is a list definitely catered to the hardcore fighting game crowd. So it makes sense. Third strikes on here. I'm fine with it. Well, clearly they don't know much about fighting games. So they did. They would have brutal Pauls of fury. Well, obviously. <laughs> And Weapon Lord. <laughs> and Power Fist or Fury and all the other... <laughs> slaughter Sport. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, Can't forget well Slaughter Sport. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, actually, uh, I think that wraps up the list. I'm at, so anything that you're shocked isn't on there, Brian? Yeah, uh, Injustice. And I know it might be too much of a cop-out because they have a Mortal Kombat, but... I'm sorry. I think Injustice was like most people agreed. If you played it, it's 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 just such a great goddamn fighting game that I would argue like of any superhero fighting game, even over Marvel versus Capcom, it was more fun and played better. Interesting. I'm and and, and I, I mean Injustice. When I'm sorry, when I say Injustice, I really mean Injustice too. Like with all the shit they added in that game, because even one was amazing, but the story, the everything, like, yeah, I, I feel like that should be on there for those who know they know. Yeah, I guess if I'd be shocked one wasn't on there, it'd probably be Dragon Ball Z Fighters, just because that was like such a big game over like the last five, six years in the fighting game scene, and like that was when like a Dragon Ball game really hit the fighting game like like network of hardcore fighters. 
Like, I played it a little bit. It's too techy for me, so I didn't put a ton of time into it. But it's one that's, you know, beautiful art style. I think it was done by the same people who did, like, Guilty Gear's art. And um, maybe the same engine, too. So maybe that's why Guilty Gear got the nod. But just for, like, the sheer popularity of it, I'm shocked that didn't make the list. Well, yeah, that's actually a good point. And I guess, yeah, not seeing any Dragon Ball. Like, you know me. I don't care about Dragon Ball at all. But I do recognize, like, it is obviously loved and i feel like there's enough people that love so many different dragon ball games where i go yeah it's a little little shocking not one made the list like did you really need blaze blue and guilty gear couldn't you've just done one or the other and it kind of covers both bases they're kind of in the same vein but again That's what i mean like, th this was also like you know definitely geared towards the hardcore fighting game community crowd so yeah. like that's like the only game from all of Dragon Ball that could have made that list would have been Fighters, because like, like I yeah. liked the Budokai games, uh, but they're like you know they're goofy one on ones, and then the Tenkaichi games are more like the arena, the big open arena kind of fighter games, and then I I hate all the Ultimate Battle ones on the Super Famicom. I think they all suck. So yeah, like if you're going for like a purely good fighting game, that's probably the only one you can put on there. Wasn't a game I... Oh, fuck, what is it called? It, it was on Dreamcast. Power Stone 2. It Wasn't that, like, a vastly popular game? Or that's, a, that's a good call. I'm kind of shocked Power Stone didn't make it. Or is that is that a fighting game, or is that considered something else? No, it's a fighting game. It's, like, more of a... It's like an arena... Like an arena fighter. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I remember that being huge for Dreamcast. I don't know if it was out on anything else. No, it never... I don't think it ever really got ported. Uh... Now, it, it got ported to the PSP. I actually had the PSP ported. Oh, okay. But besides that, it never got ported anywhere. That's probably... That's part of the reason why it's, like, super expensive now, and it's also super pirated. Like, I would never buy a copy of it because there's, like, a 90% chance it's fake. It's fake. Yeah. What about Darkstalkers? Or is that already covered by SNK, kind of? Well, that's actually Capcom, but, uh... Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. But, yeah, no, I guess maybe it didn't have enough of an impact in one way or another. But, yeah, I'm surprised that isn't on there. I'm trying to think if there's anything. But I guess we already had a Street Fighter and a Marvel vs. Yes. Capcom, so I guess it had enough representation. Just no reason for it. Um, you know what? I know I know. only you and I would probably appreciate it, but TMNT Tournament Fighters. I know <laughs> it's too old school, but, God damn it, it's the best NES fighting game. By a mile. And for for its time, it's revolutionary. I will say that. Oh, yeah. You know what? It's funny because a lot of people really hate that game, especially the, even the NES version. Seriously? The Genesis version is the worst, but the, the, a lot of people do not like the NES version. Really? Yeah, I mean, because like, the AI is pretty cheap in it. So oh, of course. The AI is cheap and it's simple, but for like for what it pulls off on the NES, like you got to respect what it can pull off. But I hate when people bitch about AI and then you want to praise MK2 or Street Fighter 2. Bison or Shao Kahn. You talk about fucking cheap AI. Like, there's nothing cheaper than those fuckers. When you just need to spam uh, a special No, it's called... No, well, actually, what do you call it? M. Bison is a baby compared to Shao Kahn. And Shao yeah. Kahn's a baby compared to fucking SNK final bosses. So, yeah. there's, there's way yeah. worse out there. Even back then. I'm trying to think. Was there, is there anything else that I would shocked to see I don't know what about you is there was there anything missing I mean I just said Dragon Ball but that's the only one I can really think of that was it yeah it, it's it, it's because I hit all the major argument. franchises too so there's not really that much more I could think of now do you think like I mean you could like you could maybe put in like 
like a Marvel superheroes or an X Men Academy or shit like that, but it's covered by MVC too, basically. So you're already there, yeah. Now let me ask you this: um, Do you think we talked about this year with these great games coming out? Early prediction: Do you think they're going to be the best games in their respective series? It's tough to say. Um, MK One. I mean, I guess it's got a shot. Uh, depending, I mean, it really just depends on how much, um, you know, content they put into it for free. Uh, Tekken, I couldn't tell you. I don't know if anything's ever going to topple Tekken 3 in the minds of Tekken fans, but, you know, it's probably got a good chance of anything. They haven't really shown a lot of anything with Tekken 8 yet, so, like, that I know the least about. And then Street Fighter 6, people seem to be enjoying it so far, and it's having a way better launch than Street Fighter 5 had, so it's got that going for it. So let me ask you this then. Uh, we see something like Smash Ultimate. And I I would I, I am one of these people that I don't I think every new version of Smash is the best version of Smash. Just like Mario Kart and all of these, like because they just keep adding on top of all the previous shit. Like where I think some of these games fuck up is instead of just giving you throwaway characters or whatever, when you keep relimiting rosters and shit. That's where you fuck up, where Smash is like, we're just going to keep adding on top of the previous and previous and previous. Like, is there almost a point, like, where, where MK, I think now they're in this mode where, like, they have a formula that works, they know they have their story, but do you think they should stop giving you these throwaways and just keep adding on top? Or would that become too cluttered and then you end up... It would become too cluttered and eventually you got to throw some new stuff in there. Because, you know, if you bring back everyone, then no one's going to use the new people. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah, like you can have like, you know, like an MK Trilogy every couple years where you have every fucking buddy in there. And that's cool and that's total fan service. But, you know, eventually if you want to keep the story and the series moving forward, you got to, you got to balance that out. Well, that's why I said for the longest time. Well, part I'm of actually, reason... sorry to cut you off real quick while I'm yeah. thinking of it, because that's a big complaint of like Street Fighter Three and why that you know wasn't a commercial success at all, because they almost completely gutted it of all the old favorites, and except for like a handful of characters, it was mostly all new people, and everyone was like, "Yeah, I don't care." Yeah. Well, <clears throat> like I said, there is something to be said about having that glut of throw everyone in there. I mean, you mentioned MK Trilogy that for the longest time was my favorite just the amount because every character still had multiple fatalities brutalities animalities babalities and then and i was remember like i almost blew my load when i when i found out mk armageddon was coming out with like 60 some fighters oh yeah you loved but then they fucking got rid of the goddamn fatalities in this weird like create your own bullshit and i was like you just made this game that could have been damn near perfect because that, that also had a lot of those really that kart racer we liked. Like, it, it, it had a really unique system, but they fucked it up so bad. Yeah, they had, to, so they, bad. they had to simplify everything there just to fit everything in the game. That's what I mean. So it's but like, like nowadays, yeah, taking out fatalities was like the wrong call. It, 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 fatalities is the fun thing that makes Mortal Kombat stand out from every other fighting game. That is the way to go. But, Jim, last thing before we close out, would there be any old fanboy part of you that would love to see a remake of Eternal Champions in modern graphics with better controls? I actually would. I would like to see it done right. 
because yeah. it was a cool concept with some cool character designs and even a pretty cool, like, you know, fatality system where, you know, if you hit them in the right spot as the last hit on a stage, you have stage fatalities in every single one. I thought that was cool. And the control for it actually wasn't that bad, but the fucking AI. You want to talk an unfair AI. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you get to, like, the fourth fight, and it is game over. Like, the computer just completely reads everything. And they're moving, yeah. like, seven times the speed of you. How amazing would it be if they, like, just did at least, like, four or five characters from that as DLC in Mortal Kombat? Oh, I'd not. <laughs> Damn it, Jeff. <laughs> that would be so cool to see that. It would never happen, but it would be so cool. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, because like, that would involve Sega looking at an old IP that isn't called Sonic. And we know that doesn't happen. <laughs> That's why they need to sell to Microsoft. Sell to fucking somebody. Do something. <laughs> now, it'll be, uh, like you said, there's been a lot of these lists popping up. And they're infinitely debatable. I think, though, this one, other than the little ones we mentioned, like it captured what you need to capture. I wouldn't call anything on here. I think you said at the beginning. There's nothing controversial, really, here. Uh, stuff that I think others will disagree with, but for the most part, it's a fairly safe list, and there's something to be said about that. Because you're always going to have some asshole who wants to make a list and like throw in one really wacky unique like you'd be like strip fighter oh yeah there's gonna be like you know fighting vipers or fighters mega mix from like the saturn or some shit some yeah, off the wall like... shit from the old days but we're like a romna half game for some reason yeah yeah so we're, we're nostalgic like someone throws in like the uh the genesis power rangers game yeah. hey man there's that power Rangers. actually you know what i would say that the power rangers movie game on super famicom has a shot though because that was a really good game we love the shit out of it. So we're Gundam Wings, the same engine, so you could use either one. But obviously, no. we love Power Rangers more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I what I'm most interested in is I want to see what you guys think. You know, what is there a game missing from here? Uh, you know, we can't really comment on what the order was because, as we said, there was no order, which is sometimes a nice part about lists like that. So you let us know in the comments below, Chambers. How did that beer you cannot pronounce treat you? <laughs> pernicious um <laughs> you know what it's good it's a solid ipa and for its alcohol it's really drinkable uh the lacing look at the i don't know if it comes through on here but like this has been done oh, yeah. for a good five ten minutes and it is still stuck to the side of the glass that's a dirty that's a dirty boy yep that is that is a lot of lacing it's got a frothy foamy head so it's it, that is a very solid ipa i was impressed yeah and then the inverse is jovial with zero lacing. Um, super, super delicious. Goes down smooth. But as I said, it settles that nice, like gives you that warm feeling throughout your body. Definitely you could have it in the summer as I'm doing, but I would really probably recommend this more fall or winter. Um, so, you know, if you see it out there, if you're going to have it, just don't be like sitting out in the sun or having a by a fire because it's probably not the right time of year for those but with that everyone we do want to say thank you so so much for listening and for watching if you're watching on youtube please make sure you hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you can see whenever we release any new videos and if you're listening on spotify or itunes hit the subscribe button give us a five-star rating even if you want to bash us and we'll read it on each and every one of these podcasts 
With that, we want to say have a good night, everyone, and cheers. Cheers, everybody.